Blog Talk Radio. Just sit back and go, 
damn it, not again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just, I, I just looked at the field, at the Eagles' lack of Super Bowl experience outside of uh, Legarrette Blunt and Chris Long, and wondered just how the hell they're going to stay with these guys. How are they going to keep up with New England? But they did, and then some. They, 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 they controlled most of the ball game. They, they yeah. didn't. They never, never trailed until the last minute of the last few minutes of the uh, of, uh, of the game, and even then they responded, responded with authority. So first of all, before I go any further, I'd like to make a sincere apology to Philadelphia Eagles fans everywhere. I didn't give y'all much of a chance. Hello. Actually, my my exact quote was not a shot okay, in hell, um, not a chance in you. hell. All right, I I gotta drop this this. But you know what? I, 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 I can't apologize. That's the thing. I just cannot apologize at this moment because um uh-huh. my soul won't allow me to do it. But you also have to think, don't forget they also have Malcolm Jenkins that played with the Saints when they beat the uh, the Colts. Yeah. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. So, you know, they, 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 they had some some experience there on the uh, on that roster in terms of uh, playing in the Super Bowl. But you, you do have to forgive me. What was your, your question, Scott, again? Yeah, I, I saw that somebody was trying to make you an order. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I was just saying. I was just saying. I, 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 I just want to apologize. To, I mean, be, like because I didn't think of them much. I, this is how little I thought of the chances. I didn't even do a damn preview on my blog. I didn't even do a preview because I said, oh, "Wow, what's the point? what's the point?" I'm like, "What's the point?" I mean, really? I mean, why go to the futile exercise? Of creating a a, a, a a preview, knowing damn good and well what's going to happen. I thought now, I thought it was, I mean I'll, I'll give you credit for thinking it was going to be competitive at least. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a blowout. Was, and, now I thought the game was going to be competitive. Yeah. I I knew that the Eagles had talent on, on on both sides of the ball, but like you sure, said, man, sure. it, it just seemed like we saw this movie before and knew how it was going to end. Hey. When you got down to uh, what was that? A little bit over two minutes, a little bit under two minutes to go, and Brad Brady's walking on the field. I'm thinking to myself, uh oh, yeah. here we go. Here we go. You know how this is going right to end. Here we go. <laughs> now, but from my, from, my, but from my perspective, it was like watching Empire Strikes Back as as Tom Brady dropped back, and that that Eagles defensive line started, you know, putting pressure on him, and he gets hit, and it was like watching Luke Skywalker head get cut off. And he falls yeah. to the ground, and he's like, Zane is like, I'm your father. I'm like, no, no, this is, this can't be his father. No, this is not how this is supposed to end. Come on, bro. No, oh, it's not, man. dog. It's not his father. Father's dead. When that fumble happened, he was not to be when that happened, I was like, whoa. Could it be? Could it be? I was like, whoa. Could it be? I mean, I was shocked. When I got that field goal to go up by eight, but look at this out. Remember that last Hail Mary? Well, the last Hail Mary. Of course, the Hail Mary is the last play of the game. But when that guy, same guy who forced that fumble on Brady, previous series, uh-huh. had a chance of a sack, but Brady shook him off, I was like, oh, hell. Because yeah. I figured he was going to launch one in zone for a touchdown. Somehow improbable touchdown, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, uh, yeah. We have new world champions. The Philadelphia Eagles are world champions. I, I can't believe I'm saying it. The city of I, I, don't, I don't like saying it. 
I know you don't like saying it for obvious reasons. You're you're Redskins (laughs) fan. Exactly. Exactly. But the the thing is this, though, Scott. You remember last week, I I gave you a checklist of things that if Philadelphia were were capable of of reaching those those landmarks or or those those points, that they should have a good chance of winning. First and foremost, 24 Mm. points. You know, the the Patriots came into that game one in three if they gave up more than 24 points in the game. Philadelphia scored 41. Point number two. If they gave up more than 350, well, if they gave up more than 300 yards passing, your boy threw for well over 350. The, the third point, if uh, the, 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 the Eagles were capable of rushing the ball for more than 120 yards, they rushed for 150. As a matter of fact, only two teams this year rushed for more than 100 yards and passed for more than 300 yards against New England this year. One, of course, is Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Can you guess who the other one was? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I still, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm still flabbergasted. Oh, and then, I'm I almost forgot there was one more. There was one more point that they were capable okay. of creating a turnover with Tom Brady. That's and that's right. all they needed was that fumble. So they, they, once all of those things fell in the line, I said, well, even even still with all those things, well, up until the fumble, even with the the, the, the points and the yardage, it, it still looked like they were going to be capable of driving down the field and, and, and putting up a touchdown and, and converting two. But that, that fumble was the, the was the dagger. The fumble was the dagger. And that was the only turnover in the entire game. The only no, 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 no. It was the second turnover. I'm sorry. No, no, it was no, the second turnover. That's right. Because, yeah, yeah. That, and it's that, where that guy should have had. Alshon Jeffrey should have had that ball. Scrub. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a clean play game. For the most part, it was a clean play game, which is an amazing of itself. But one more thing on Philly before we get to the New England Patriots side of things. What about next year's quarterback situation? Okay. You've heard all this talk about. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, Carson Wentz with the AC uh, the eight, with the ACL injury, sort of late in the season. That's normally a twelve. That's normally a twelve month month injury, bro. That's normally, mm-hmm. I'd say nine to nine if you're really optimistic, like Adrian Peterson. But nine to twelve month recovery period, and I think Nick Foles is under contract for one more season. So. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles made himself a whole lot of money this season. I mean, just even in the, what, three, four games, he, he, he started in place of Carson Wentz. He made himself a whole lot of moolah. So, yeah. let me ask you this. His stock has already risen. He, 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 he's hot stuff. He's going to play for the month, Nick Foles. If you're Philly, do you trade Nick Foles for a haul of draft picks and maybe a decent player, or do you hold on to Nick Foles and have probably the, arguably the best quarterback situation all football? Well, like you said, that ACL, and also from what I'm, my understanding, there's also a little LCL damage too to that knee. So mm. like you said, it's, it's, it's somewhere at best he returns in nine months, but it's normally a, a, a year uh, before he even comes back, and we don't even know if he's going to be 100% when he comes back. 
So right. if I'm Philadelphia, I'm not trading him this offseason, not at all. I'm, I'm keeping him to play for the for the, uh, for 2018. Right. I agree with There's that. no way in the world I let him go. Yeah. But you're talking about um, a, a QB <clears throat> situation. Let's not forget about how deep they are at the running back spot. I was just talking to a buddy of mine yeah. just not too long ago about that, that depth that they have a running back. It's insane. Let's look at it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Just in the Super Bowl, they just played Garrett Blunt, Clement, and, and JSI, right? Right. Don't forget, Darren Foles is out injured, and they signed to Brent Pumphrey from San Diego State just last year. They are stacked at the running back yes. position. Now, I don't know if – Could they have that catch in Clements? Yes. Yeah, it, 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 that, that played in the yeah. Super Bowl as well. So, with those five yeah. guys, I don't know if all five are going to be on the roster for next year, but they are stacked at that position, and they have a lot of young talent. Yes. Uh, 21 out of the 22 players that started this year will be returning next year. So they're going to be fine. The only thing is, of course, Zeke comes back for Dallas for an entire season, so they're going to have him for an entire 16. Uh, the Giants right. get their receiver core back under a, a, a new coaching staff. Can't be any worse. Don't know. So, you know, I don't, they can't be any worse than what they were. And if they go ahead and draft your boy Brock in the third spot, that improves that offense, and that defense is no slouch at all. And then you have a skins yeah. team. Yeah, the skins got swept by Philly last year, but they beat Philly five straight times prior to that. So coming out yeah. of the NFC East isn't going to be as easy as people think it's going to be, but I'm not going to say that they can't do it again. So Philly is that. Philly is stacked. They are stacked. Philly is crazy stacked. They're young. They're under salary cap by a lot. Why yeah. last chat? And you know they got the core of players of the of the squad and the contract for at least another season. Mm-hmm. And they're well coached. Who would have thought yeah. it? Doug Peterson, coaching the game. Is, he he did what many coaches, including my Mike Tomlin for my Steelers, and especially for the Jaguars, do for the Jaguars. They coach not to lose instead of coach to win. That's a big yeah. difference. They're not the same. Doug Pierce is behind off, okay, and he coached to win. You saw how aggressive he was going for a touchdowns, the latter yeah. of which was on his other side of the field with the time running down. That oh. was huge. That was huge. That was ballsy. That was huge. And that was the right call. You don't give up like that. We are down one to Tom Brady with, with no. two minutes of change left in the Super Bowl. You don't do that. And I'm glad that they didn't do it. Now, can and you imagine in that situation being down one? You know, can you imagine being in that situation that down one in your own side of the field and they don't get that fourth and one would happen, especially as high mm-hmm. as New England was getting? So that, that, that passed to, to, to Zach Ertz was huge. It was yeah. huge. But like yeah. you said, it, it, it wasn't just for the fact that, you know, uh, uh, Peterson kept his foot on the pedal. He had to keep his foot on the pedal because New England kept it competitive. It, it was a situation where right. Philadelphia wasn't ahead by a lot. Well, they were at the half. But it, it was still mm-hmm. close enough where they felt as though that they still needed to go ahead and put more points on the board to, 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 to fend off the Patriots as best as possible. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was that was that was great. Philly, you know, to your point, the NFC is going to be hella loaded. I mean, you know, that's the only division in football. Quit tripping, fat. That's the only division in football in which all of its members are Super Bowl champions. Yes, Dallas I know that now, man. Times. <sighs> Giants won it four times. Your skins won it three yeah. times, and those damn Eagles won it once. <laughs> we can't that was the that anymore. was the one thing I had, man. The one thing I had, you know. It, it, <laughs> I, I felt like your boy from Appalachian State. I don't know if you heard about that. You know, he he looked at he he told the the, the student from A and T. At least I know my daddy. As foul as that yeah. was, that was my feeling towards the Philadelphia Eagles fans. At least we got a title. At least I know my daddy. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, I ain't got that no more because they didn't find their daddy. Oh, and, yeah. and, and the daddy you can't know love him. Oh. I am your father. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do it no more, man. Yo, it's not even fun. But, 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 but continuing with your, on that thought, and your thought, what you alluded to earlier, MC is going to be stat next year, bro. Because, yeah. again, Dallas gets back Zeke for a full season, barring injury. Mm-hmm. Dak is going to look to to atone for his, for this past season. Um, yes. And the Giants, they can't get any worse than they were last season. They get all their guys no. back, including, um, including your boy uh, uh, OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and company. Uh, mm-hmm. I think your skin is going to be a lot better. Uh, even though, we, as we said last week, Alex Smith is an older version of Kirk Cousins, but I, something tells me they're going to be a little bit better. And mm-hmm. it's Philly. The Philly champs and they're stacked. Time to all the way around and young and hungry. Those boys are hungry, exactly. too. So it's going to be very fun to watch the NFC East next season. It's going back to old times where the NFC East was the beast. Truly the beast of the uh, NFL in terms of competitiveness. So that's all I ask the future on the 2018, brother. Yes, yes. So let's go to the New England side of things with Belichick and Brady. I think that this game, how porous they were on defense, and we'll get to the Malcolm Butler thing in a, in a, in a, like in a second, but I just think how poorly New England was on defense. Keep in mind, this is Bill, Bill Belichick's calling card as defense. And they could have stopped Philly. They only, Philly only caught it once. <laughs> they, they couldn't stop. They, they made Nick Foles look like the second coming to Joe Montana. Ten points passes all over the field. I mean, they he just, they they made that dude a lot of money. But a I lot think of money. This is a ding. This, is a, this 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 is a ding on Belichick's legacy. I think. You know, his defensive shine I think has officially worn the hell off. Because yes. again, I thought this was gonna be a blowout. Because those guys on Philly, even though they're very talented, they're inexperienced, especially in a game of that magnitude. And they just let mm-hmm. Philly get all comfortable. Philadelphia never had an uncomfortable moment all game on offense. They never had. And, you know, I, I, think that's, I think that's a thing on Belichick's legacy. I really do. I can't really fault Tom Brady, aside from that fumble that he lost, or that being careless with the football. But he did the best he could. He passed over 500 yards. I mean, yeah. he, he, you yeah, know, he, 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 and that's okay, the thing about it. Here. Yeah. You know, five five yards, his legacy. Yeah, and people are questioning, still questioning his legacy. They're like, oh, he's not that great. But he's over 500 yards. Are you kidding yeah. me? 
So guys you know. named Danny Edmondola and Chris Hogan, who both yes. had over 100 yards received. Again, Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan, who are not scrubs, but they're not superstars. And they <laughs> have Amendola with 152 yards, Chris Hogan 128 yards. And, of course, while Gronk always does this thing, he's Gronk. We expect that. He's a superstar yeah. tight end. We're talking about Danny, the likes of Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan receiving over 100 yards receiving. That's how, what Tom Brady was working with. And he threw for over 500 yards. But crazy. Hey, he's 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 not clutch. You know, he's still not great. Yeah. And to make matters worse, he was in a situation where he was still under throwing receivers for the entire game. Mm. Mm. But you know what? I know that people are going to revert to the well. Uh, um, you know, the Joe Montana is the greatest. It's the GOAT now talk because I thought I didn't lose the Super Bowl. But, the, but first of all, Joe Montana, while he's undefeated Super Bowls, but he never threw an interception in the Super Bowl, he's he only been to four. He's, he's four in those Super Bowls, which means he's only been to four Super Bowls. Tom Brady has been to eight in 17 years. Okay? Yes. That's nothing to sniff at. He been to, he, he's been to eight Super Bowls. Could easily have won all eight, as well as could have easily lost six of them. <laughs> Things didn't break his way, but still, he was in it. He was competitive to the to the very end in all eight Super Bowls. That's amazing. I mean, he's five and three Super Bowls, about, but he's, do, do we talk badly about Joe Montana in the playoff games that he's lost? No, we don't. It's just insane no. that just because you've lost a championship game, that's a detriment to your greatness. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And he's doing more with less. Tom Brady's doing more with a hell of a lot less. I mean, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice in his prime. John Taylor, Roger Craig, Dwight Clark, need that go on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, all those studs. Uh, yeah, he had all those studs, man. And look who Tom Brady had. A son of Gronk, the mighty Chris, uh, the mighty Danny Amendola, and the forever uh, 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 immortal Chris Hogan. That's who he had to work with. <laughs> exactly. That's where he's been in the last two, three seasons. Out of the eight Super Bowls that he's gone to, he's only had one great receiver for one season. Jerry Rice was there. Exactly, and, and Jerry Rice was there for all four of, of the well, for three of the four of the Montana uh, title runs. It's crazy to me that this winning championships. Don't, let's not talk about the playoff games they lost to the Giants, the playoff games they lost to the Bears, the playoff games they lost to the Skins. Those don't count on your record. No, for whatever reason they don't, because hmm, mm-hmm. if those teams didn't exist. There's a high possibility that maybe uh, 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 Walsh, uh, Joe Montana, <clears throat> and those Niner teams go to more Super Bowls, but they don't because they were kept out by better competition. But there was no one to keep right. out Tom Brady from making it to the Super Bowl, and they were capable of making eight Super Bowls in 17 years, 
eight and seventeen. Yeah. That's right. That's almost one out of two. <laughs> yeah, it's almost fifty percent chance. Oh my God, that's that's amazing. That's we'll never see again. As I said last week, man, I'm going to sit back and just enjoy it while I can. Even though I despise the Patriots, this is greatness, man. We're witnessing some type of greatness that hadn't been seen before, and we probably won't be mm-hmm. seeing again. I mean, that's no, we won't see this amazing again. to me. Because of free agency, it's yeah. just not set up to do it. But <laughs> they just took uh, Bill Belichick in that front office and Tom Brady. It's capable of, of doing it with as much turnover as it's, it's been a different cast of characters like every two years. Every two years. You talk yeah. about Kenny Brewski to Willie McGinnis to Ty Law mm-hmm. to. Oh, yeah. to, to Randy Moss and Tim Tom or Troy Brown. Vince to, Wilford. To, to, to you know what I'm saying? It, even in the 17 years, you had a huge turnover, and you've only had two concerts. Even mm-hmm. in the coaching staff, you had turnovers. Mm-hmm. Still, two concerts. Yep. Well, three, if you want to count Robert Kraft. But right. there you go. Speaking of Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. Backing out of coaching the Indianapolis coach, coach. Now, people think that slimy. I think it's downright Jack Bright. I thought it was downright Bush League, what Josh McDaniels did. Look, I understand that Josh McDaniels probably took a look at Indianapolis and go, holy shit, what, am I going to really coach that mess? Andrew Lux's arm is not, Osho is still not right, even though you have your old guy there, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, who's, what, what's the personnel like? But even still, it's not like Justin Downs didn't know that the first two times he interviewed. It's not like he didn't know the no. land. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just, it just, it's just one of those things because I think that he realized, maybe he realized that, holy crap, I'm going to be exposed for who I am. A guy can mm. you can't do anything outside of outside, outside of that New England bubble, that system. I, and, and, and that's that's too bad. That's Bush League. Because he took the time out to hire men, hire some cats, some of which are on were on New England's current staff, to follow True. him to Indianapolis. And some of them are still there, or still decided they're going to still be there because they signed contracts. Mm-hmm. So you have to deal with that fallout. And and it put Indianapolis, I know this probably not just Medellin's problem, but it put Indianapolis in the lurch. It's, we're, we're not that far from, from the combine. And who the hell not are they going to find us to coach now? And who, who's, who, and, and, and who would they bring in who would want to work with um, Jasper Daniels' assistant? Hired, new, would have been hired assistant. It's a exactly. hot mess. And I don't think <laughs> and someone said, well, well he's not going to be real out there forever. Bullshit. I don't see any team <laughs> – Hiring Jasper Daniels to coach him again outside of New England, I, I just don't see it happening. Now after what he pulled, no, no way, see, that, no how. That leads to my point. That's why I think he decided to stay in New England. You know, so it's, it's a huge possibility that Robert Kraft pulled uh, uh, Jasper Daniels aside and said, "Hey, you know what? Your boy Belichick, this is his last year on the contract." I'm going to go ahead and make you the, the coach in waiting. 
So once he's done mm. or once our contract is done, yep. may not be at the end of next year, but within the next year or two, Josh McDaniels is going to be the head man in New England. So he probably told him that that was going to be the situation. And he said, hey, do I go to, to Indianapolis in this situation? Or do I go ahead, burn that bridge, and stay at the place where I probably want to be and knowing I'm, I'm going to have no other choice but to be here anyway and stay in New England? So that's why it, it, he decided to do what he wanted to do. Yes, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a horrible move because of the people that he puts out in that situation. I just find it hilarious that the owner of the Indianapolis Colts said, now the rivalry is back on. Dude, yeah, the rivalry was on. Try to win your division first. Well, how about that? Exactly. How about you do that first? But, dude, the rivalry was yeah. on when you went ahead and snitched to the league about the balls being deflated. As a matter of fact, yeah. what if this is a situation where Kraft said, nah, dude, don't go there, and did that specifically because of these deflated balls? They said, nah, I'm going to let them suffer. I'm going to let them suffer just a little bit. Because I'm still mad at this deflate gate situation. We wouldn't have lost time for those four games if not for the Indianapolis Colts. You go ahead and, yes. and, and, and scurry up a new coach. How about that? You know what? Uh, was it Adam Schefter or somebody, some NFL insider said that World Street was Robert, Mr. Robert Kraft or someone high ranking official for the Patriots said that their lot in life is to forever. F up all over the Colts for what they did to them <laughs> for the plate game. <laughs> hey. I believe every word of that. I think I like I I think I think uh uh Kraft was so petty, he knew all that was unfolded, he was gonna say, uh, no. You're <laughs> gonna take Josh McDaniels back from you, leave your asses in a lurch. Mm-hmm. But we're still not, but we're still not thinking about the flake. No, not us. <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. No, nah, we're not. We're not over it. But we're, we're over it, but we're not over it. Yeah, yeah. funny. That is so. Matter of fact, your, your boy still business. keeps the uh, suspension letter. Tom Brady still has a suspension yeah. letter in a notebook for inspiration to remind him. Yeah. So and yeah. That's, something. that's a great series, by the way. But 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 uh, ain't that something? Um, yo, <laughs> were you talking about McDaniel's replacing Belichick in like a couple of years? I think it's gonna be sooner than that. All the things coming out of New England about mm-hmm. you know with Malcolm Butler about to about to Mal- Malcolm Butler now being some reason benched for the game. Didn't even bring it in when she saw his replacement being torched time to time to time again. Tom Brady reportedly being missed at, at, at Belichick for not putting in. Malcolm Butler, mm-hmm. um, and when Malcolm Butler came out with an IG post, at least the IG post defending his integrity, you know, and himself saying he was not out at any parties, he wasn't smoking any weed, he was doing any other stupid stuff, and Tom Brady not only liking the post but commenting on it with six exclamation points. Could it be that, wow. that, that he should have had six rings? <laughs> wow. Might that be. wasn't by accident. That wasn't by accident. No. But you know I, what? And I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. I completely forgot to, to talk about the Malcolm Butler thing. We know yeah. that in the past, uh, Bill Belichick has been capable of, well, not capable, he's done things in the past despite the, the, the success of the team. Most times it's worked for him. 
Sometimes it hasn't. I, I, I just can't keep the, 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 the tally in my head this as a right now. But this one yeah. blew up in his face royally to do this because yeah. that, was what, that was one of the issues with um, New England's defense and why they were, weren't able to stop uh, Philadelphia's offense because you have a safety out there covering their third receiver. And you have a situation yeah. where, you know, you, you had um, Alshon Jeffries open in the first half and he catching all the balls. Okay, so you go ahead and move Gilmore on, on, on Jeffries. Then what? That frees up um, 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 Aguilar. And now he's catching balls in the second half. Why? And Tory Smith started catching balls. Why? Because yep. you got Malcolm Butler on the, on the bench and you got a safety covering Tory Smith. Come on, man. That's not going to happen. Yep. That, that, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't work. But you know what? It was working to a point because they were still within five with two minutes to go right. on the clock. And had it had it worked, right. Belichick would have been beating himself up on, on the chest. I'm team Carl. Y'all ain't got nothing on me. But it didn't work. Right. And that's something to easily point to because you know what? It it, it shows that it didn't work. That, that what you attempted to do didn't work in, in terms of penalizing the guy. You, know, you, you would rather penalize that guy than win. So, I mean, I, I guess if, if whatever reason, if, if it was actually legitimate to go ahead and sit him, okay, you do that because that's something that, that we as fans would like to see done to athletes. If, if they've done something to not earn an opportunity to play, then they need to sit, especially if it's something like violating team rules. But if it's something petty, and that's, we, we all know Belichick is not above being petty, and he sat him to prove a point, <laughs> and, and we know that he likes to prove points to guys that he may not want to resign, mm-hmm. and we all know that Malcolm Butler's on the last year of his deal, why not sit him? But God, it almost worked, and it's an easy, it's an easy talking point to say that's the reason why it didn't work, because that was one of the areas where you yeah, got to be stop filling out the game, bro. That's uh-huh. why it didn't work. <laughs> they couldn't stop Philly exactly. all game. Again, it made him look like the the, the Joe Montana, San Francisco Forty Nines of lore. But um, oh my God, what do you think, Malcolm Butler? Because this is last year of his contract. You know he's not coming back. Not now. He's not coming back. So no. I, I think Michael Butler's going to end up in Tampa. Some tells me he's going to end up in Carolina. Carolina has a glaring need at cornerback ever since they mind-bogglingly let uh, uh, Josh Norman walk. They still feel yeah. the effects of that. But mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a possibility. I could think maybe a place where he wants to, if he wants to win out of Carolina, maybe Atlanta. I don't, I don't, I don't know their salary cap situation. I'm, you know, they don't have – I don't think they have anybody who's worth a damn covering on the back end. So they could no. use them. Um, New Orleans has some young talent in the secondary, so they don't need them. Um, no. So do you have any ideas where he just just a shot in the dark where Macabella could, could fit? You know what? I don't know. Because you have a Malcolm Butler. Matter of fact, wasn't he undrafted? <coughs> Coming out of West Alabama? Yeah, he went undrafted. That's correct. Yeah, he went, so, he went, you know, he went undrafted. He's coming in from a situation where, you know, he's been with the Patriots for the past four years, uh, won the Super Bowl his rookie season. I think he won the second last year. So he has two wins. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be about winning for him? 
Or could it be about money? We don't know. You sure. know, if it's a situation sure. where he, he feels as though that he want to go ahead and get that come up because, of course, for everyone, that second contract is normally your come up contract anyway. It's a possibility right. he just goes somewhere and takes the dough. This dude could be in Cleveland for all we know because they got money to talk. I was thinking the same thing. But, you know, so we, we, I, it, it all depends upon who Malcolm Butler is as a competitor. You know, does he want to right. get more rings because it would be lovely for him to get his third plus? Or do we want to make that dough? Because let's face it, football ain't forever. And we all know that it's NFL stands for not for long. So you need to go ahead yeah. and get as much guaranteed money as possible. So, you know, it, it'll be very interesting. It'll be very telling on what Malcolm Butler is thinking based upon where he signs and for how much he signs well, for. Well, to your point, you're right, because if he signs in Cleveland or Tampa Bay or wherever, you know he's all about the money thing, <laughs> especially when he helps his press conference. Well, it's not necessarily about the money. Look, whenever an athlete or someone else says it ain't about the money, guess what? It's about the money. It's about the money. It's, about the money. it's always about the money. Let's get you out here on this, man, from NFL to the world of NBA. Well, first of all, like, like before I get to the sort of story that is the Cleveland Cavaliers, my boy, the one who I cursed out on draft night. <laughs> Christos Porzingis. Yeah. It is so damn hard to be a Knicks fan. Going down with, 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 a, with an ACL injury, torn ACL, out the rest of the season. I know that we're probably going to want them to make the playoffs, but we're at least competitive. We're yeah. at least learning how to, how to close games. We've got a nice little nucleus there with him and Enos Cantor and that French dude that we drafted. Uh, come mm-hmm. off the bench. It's just so damn hard to be a Knicks fan. I swear to God, it is. I mean, it, it puts out the future of our, our, our of my beloved team's future in a lurch now. Because how is he going to come back from that knee injury? Again, it's a year long injury. How is mm-hmm. he going to come back from it? Will he have that same explosion? Will it be as still he has a progression? Will he be dunking on cats? I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, oh, oh man, this is so. That yeah, the timing of this man. was 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 it was very interesting, uh, especially when it, when it pertains to his return, because you know he mm-hmm. at best once again, like you said, he'll probably be coming back around All Star break of next year, and depending yeah. upon how the Knicks are and how they're competing in the East next year, once again, we don't know what's going to go on with the East in terms of player movement, with the exception of. One LeBron James, who we already expect to be out the door anyway, and that's one team coming out of that right. top eight that they don't have to worry yeah. about anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and 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 how he returns because, like you said, a lot of times, man, people don't come back, you know, the way that they were. And and guys, you got to also think about the rehab once he comes back and how long it's going yeah. to take for him to gain that confidence in his knee again to be who he mm-hmm. who, who he was before the injury. Right. Right, exactly. It's sad. It's 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 a lot like the Marcus Cousins with the Achilles. It's just sad. It's, yeah. it's not even fair, but that's 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 athletics. That's sports for you. It, you know, it ain't fair. <laughs> that's like life. It ain't fair. 
But speaking of not, not being fair, let's, let's close this out on the Cavaliers. How do you – God, they're just a hot-ass mess. They're all they are. fighting. I mean, Isaiah Thomas still running his big yap. Um, you know, LeBron James still not coming next season, even though we all know he's probably going to be gone the hell out of there coming next season. He, and speaking of LeBron, he and the owner still hate each other. And I understand <laughs> why LeBron would still hate his owner. Um, and the plus, they're up by t- over 20 points on, on Orlando. The same Orlando uh-huh. team that was missing Eric, that Gordon kid that, uh, that night, the leading scorer. And they uh-huh. lose by, but they lose by double digits. How the hell do you lose a 20 plus point lead and lose by double digits? It was a high double digits. <laughs> it's like they were they were up twenty one points, and they gave yeah. up forty plus points in the third quarter. Insane. I don't I don't uh, know how that happens. And and, and, <laughs> and your boy Isaiah Thomas was was livid at the end of the game, and rightfully so. It's the Orlando Magic. Yeah. It's the Orlando sure, Magic. Sure. Yes, and, and you're supposed to be. The Cleveland Cavaliers. That's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to give them a 21 point lead to the Orlando Magic. Right. That that team is deteriorating before our eyes. But you know what? The funny thing is, because they are who they are and they have who they have in LeBron James, we still have hope for this organization when it comes to the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out when is going to be a breaking point when we just say, you know what? I don't think this team is going to be successful in the playoffs. We haven't reached it yet. I don't know if we'll ever reach it. But we just sit back and we just keep watching this team get worse and worse. And and now they're in a a spot right now where they're battling for that number three spot with the Washington Wizards who are having their own internal turmoil right now between John Wall and Martin, uh, Martin Gortat. But They've been playing well without John Wall being there. You know, winners of five of their last six. So, yeah. If, if, the, if the Cavs don't turn it around soon, man, they might be fighting for a, a sixty. But that sixty still might be against the Wizards, and if that's the case, then they still might be able to beat uh, the Wizards. That's a six-three situation, man. I, all I know is, as a Wizards fan, I don't want to see Cleveland in the first round. Of all teams, that's the one I don't want to see. Right. As dysfunctional as they are, as let's say, even I, I like to now as of now, I'm gonna call them Mike Tyson. As dysfunctional as Mike is, you still don't want to yeah. fight Mike. Not in, not in the streets. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I don't care right. how old he is and how dysfunctional he is. You still don't want to mess with him. Nah, I'm not, nah, I'm not taking them chances. Not taking them chances at all. I don't want to see them hands, but. Go ahead and keep them to yourself, please. Right. It's more being crazy, but I still don't want to see you. Well, look, I'm looking at the standards now, the 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 Eastern Conference standards now. Cleveland is tied mm-hmm. with Washington for the third spot. Okay, they got the, exactly. they got, they got, I think they got the tiebreaker over them right now. Maybe they do, maybe they they, they don't. But the only half mm-hmm. a game ahead of Milwaukee who's sitting in the fifth spot. Okay, so look. I don't think there's any moves towards trades, the trade deadline that Cleveland can make because I don't see any team taking a call from Cleveland if it doesn't include 
Brooklyn's pick, first-round pick, Larry Pick. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't include that, I don't see any team taking their call. I really don't. And I don't think Dan Gilbert, who's pretty much the GM, runs the team. Uh, only uh, Dan Gilbert, that is. Uh, I don't think he's willing to part with him because I think he wants LeBron gone, if you, listen, if you believe what Stephen A. Smith said on television mm-hmm. like yesterday. And given the fact that those two men can't stand each other, still can't stand each other, and LeBron has won a championship, won a championship there out of to just to spite him, Dan Gilbert mm-hmm. himself. I don't think any. First of all, I I don't think it matters to Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's coming out of the East. I, I I do not. I really do not. I think Toronto's a lot better. I think Boston mm-hmm. definitely have a lot better, and. If Washington gets their crap together, I think they're a little bit better. Milwaukee is on the uh, is, is on the come up. Even the Pacers mm-hmm. had had the Cleveland's number this year. Well, and, and before we end this this podcast, you mentioned something about John Wall and the turmoil going on with your Wizards. I want you to expound on that because you're close to the situation a lot lot more than, more so than I am, and not many uh-huh. people know about what's going on because the drama surrounding the the, the Cavaliers. So please. Elaborate quick, uh, quickly what's going on in Washington. Okay, so you know John Wall had that injury. He's been out. He, he, John Wall's been dealing with a knee injury. He's been <clears> out <throat> the past six games. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 I guess that, that, that Gortat and Wall have bumped heads before in the past. And it's been said by a couple of players. I mean, there's, there's some players that, that like John Wall that have played with him. And there's some that, that have had tumultuous relationships with him. We all know about the, the disagreements that he's had with Bradley Beal, but they seem to be getting it together a lot better now. Yeah. But um, him and Gortat are still going at it. So the Wizards had a big win. I can't remember exactly what win it was uh, within this five-game win streak. But Gortat made, uh, sent out a, a tweet saying that, you know, this is a big win for our team and put team in all caps as mm. if, you know, he, he was trying to take a jab at someone saying as if there's not a team when he's healthy. So, of course, John Wall responded with an LOL, you know, saying, you know, what do you mean that um, you haven't been playing as a team because of me? And, and you know, let me give you these assists. You've been getting easy buckets. So there's been a, a mild war worse through social media between the two of them, and there has been talk about Gortat being sent without out of Washington. The interesting thing is, if he's not out of there by tomorrow, by the trade deadline, what's going to happen on that organization when John Wall returns in a couple of weeks in, in, in March after, yeah. after he rehabs from that knee? And I just hope it's not a situation that tears the team down but something's going to have to be done. They're either, excuse yeah. me, they're either going to have to resolve this situation, which I doubt because uh, uh, Gortat and John Wall are both strong characters, or they're going to have to go ahead and get rid of one, and we already know who they're not going to get rid of. Exactly. Exactly. I will say this because you're your – I keep wanting to call them the bullets. I may just be stubborn one day and just say, you know what, I've run out of, I've run out of bleeps to give. I'm going to call them the bullets. We know who you're talking about. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. We call them the bullets. 
<laughs> it's all right. Um, but I, I think it's too bad because your team is on the roll. When it's a final yeah. last six, comfortable in the four spot, they're probably, probably going to send to the three spot sooner rather than later because Cleveland still hasn't got that crap together. Still not playing defense. As a matter of fact, they're tied with Minnesota right now, 124 apiece, with two minutes mm. to go in the, in, in, like, like in the ball game. Um, yeah, that's why I don't think it matters what Cleveland does because I don't think any – barring a catastrophic trade that brings in the likes of oh, – what's his name? Uh, DeAndre Jordan and or Lou Williams – or maybe uh, – well, they're going to have to, have to give up a, a lot for that. They have to give up at least Tristan Thompson, maybe Shumpert, maybe Isaiah Thomas, definitely that Brooklyn first-round pick, that that, that, that mm-hmm. uh, lottery pick. But I think Washington's right there, and they can really make some noise. It's just that, again, they have the luxury of Cleveland imploding right before our very eyes. And, uh, yeah, we, we – who 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 really knows what's going on with that? But uh, anyway, that's that's what makes the season better. It's going to be interesting post All Star break NBA. That's for damn sure. But anyway, Most man. Most definitely. So thanks for joining me, brother. I appreciate it. We're going to holler at you next week, man. You got it, man. And uh, we're going to talk more during the combine in the next few weeks when it like when it comes to players from HBCUs from the body of the combine. So we're going to have yeah. to. Done with that, so yes. Got two representatives in there. Yes, you got it, man. Peace out, bro. That's the Please. winning ass. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio every Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night, as well as the Sports Blog, the Yard Slash HBCU Sports, when he raps about all things HBCU Sports. Again, thank y'all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burke. I'm going to sign off and go to bed. Peace out, 06. Night.